Say it again. Say it in my face. Say it in my face. You is a bougie bitch. Coming to you from the bougie bitch studios. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast, baby. On the ass end of the blue line. Mm-hmm. It's your boy Steve-O at Drunk Shy Sox Fan on Twitter. And Hot Take Tommy on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Yep, we're going to be, yeah. <laughs> be talking to you about uh, a couple bones to pick. You know, you, something about the BBWA and what they did recently. Um, and also, we've got a little bit of a rapid fire coming to you in the second half. All of this brought to you by us. So make sure you rate, subscribe, and review. Thank you to those of you that have. Very much appreciate you. Tom. How you doing? How you feeling? Oh my god, Steve. I am Okay, this is actually real. I haven't told you this yet. I am yeah. never staying out late on a Sunday ever again. I didn't go to bed until after midnight on Sunday and I swear what to were god you doing? I I was <laughs> party hardy, Tom. I was partying with a pastor. <laughs> partying with a pastor. That's actually that's factual. That's what was happening. Um but yeah, we we had him in. He's in he's in town from. Um, oh, is this uh, Mr. F- Fitterson or Fit, whatever his <laughs> name is? No, Fitterson. no, no. This is Marco. 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 So oh, he did your he's wedding in from out of town. He is. He did do my wedding. He's in from out of town, and um, we hung out. We went out and got ciders. Then we uh, brought him uh, over to our ciders, place. Of course, did espresso. Tommy's martinis. a big cider guy. Oh, and an espresso martini guy apparently. Um, and just enjoyed ourselves. And then it was like already past midnight, and we were like, "Oh God, we have only drink cider and espresso martinis." You are a bougie bitch. As I, I was oh saying. my God, sorry, I don't drink Miller Lights every time I drink. It's like <laughs> I drink those every other time. I apologize. Now I. Uh, the problem is though, is yes. that I did not recover from that throughout the entirety of the week. Like I was waking up <laughs> at 9am every day, which is like not healthy. You're working work- from home. Yeah, I, oh, I was nice. Well, yeah, but even still it's like, yeah, I'm working from home. But if I wake up at nine, that's not enough time to get ready for the day oh, and no. then, and then start working. So I was like, Oh my God. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then this, uh, yesterday I was like, it's Friday. Fuck it. I'm going to stay up late again. It's fine. It doesn't matter that like I wasn't able to get out of bed the last five days of the the week. I'm going to do this. An absolute drag this morning. And I, and I'm here at like, we were supposed to start at nine 30 and it is almost noon. So, yep. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I went out drinking last night too. So definitely feeling the effects of last night still. Um, (laughs) Hey, that happens. Uh, too many Maplewood Son of Juices. Mm. Delicious beer. No free ads, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, I cannot begin to tell you how frustrated I am that last weekend I had to go into work on... Oh, my God. S- I was stayed late on Friday, yep. went in Saturday for about four hours, and then went in on Sunday for another about six. Um, yeah, it was six hours on Sunday. Um to go organize files and make sure everything looked nice and pretty in our special education files for the state. Mm-hmm. And, of course, didn't need to be ready for no. the state. Yeah. they. So, thank they, you for wasting my time. A thousand percent didn't even look at the paper files, right? No. All no. those paper files that you printed out and made nice and clean and orderly. Yep. They said, fuck that. Exactly. Yeah. Just absolutely gave me the middle finger. So, at least, luckily, I was able to get a little extra rest on Wednesday. Our principal called off school for a cold day. Yeah. So. Yeah, we don't all get that 
But um, oh, okay. Not all of us get to work from home either, <laughs> and roll out of bed at nine o'clock in the morning, and not leave my house if it's too cold. Yeah, exactly. It's all right. <laughs> I'm past it. It's all good. Let's talk about baseball, Tom. Because why? Uh, we are a White Sox baseball podcast. We are, and that's what we bring to you every single week. We need to get on that weekly bi- podcast weekly. grind, not bi-weekly <laughs> podcast grind. Come on, I Apple Podcasts. I swear to God, we literally drop. Anyway, whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, before we even talk about White Sox baseball, I need to talk about White Sox Run Club. Hey, yes. So, I, uh, obviously, for those who listen on a normal basis, they know that, you, you all know that, I fell on my ribs a couple weeks ago and I'm still recovering from that. I got I I'm I would call it bruised ribs. And he and he won't go to the doctor, so I went for he a would run. call it bruised ribs. <laughs> I, I don't know. We don't know if a doctor oh, would. We don't know, but he, we know. but Steve would, so I mean, <laughs> why go to a doctor when I can self diagnose? <laughs> for this exact reason. <laughs> but anyway, continue. So I've been on like what two runs in the last ten days, so I am my total mileage count right now is only at thirty eight. Mm. Um, but if you do the math, January is ending this weekend, right? Yeah, yes, that's or it. Monday yeah. ends on Monday. Yep, thirty first yep, 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 is on yep, Monday. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I'm at thirty eight miles, and that's on pace. If I get two more miles, um, that's basically on pace for like what hundred fifteen, hundred twenty. Uh, yeah, you know, February is a short. Yeah, yeah. February is a short month, so yeah, but uh, we'll just round it. 120, yeah, 120 miles, 40 right. per month. So yeah. there you go. I'm still on pace. Yeah. How about you, Tom? I'm at 32.8.8. He's ca- <laughs> he's counting those tenths of a mile, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at uh, I'm at 32 miles, and I'm feeling fine i'm like i'm still <laughs> very convincing alive people um no i i i'm enjoying it is that i think that's the main thing is that like i am thoroughly satisfied with the fact that i've been running almost every day um no that's not true i've been running every other day ish yeah you know so um that's that's been nice feels good like it should um but we gotta find a way to like get this fundraising aspect of it up a little bit i think so yeah absolutely we'll we'll brain we'll brainstorm a little bit more off mic to figure out how this could actually because like on our current pace we're going to be donating like 15 dollars each to charity and it's like well (laughs) i'll tell you what tom if you hit 108 miles because right now if you do the math you are like tiptoeing being on pace right yeah i'm like i'm like going to make it Probably. Is yes. what, is I'll what tell you what, if you get 108 or over, I will guarantee $50 to a charity of your choice. Mm. Like that? I like to hear it. Wasn't that Men's Warehouse? Yeah, of course. And he had like the the coolest voice in the world. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, that guy is the most interesting man in the world. R.I.P. in peace. Tim. I have no idea if he's dead. Yeah. I, <laughs> he's just not on the commercial anymore. <laughs> he's dead to the popular world. Anyway, so... Yeah, so I feel like we're we're doing a good job on that, but um, let's try to make some money for charity, I guess. But that's that's my only takeaway right now. Yeah, absolutely. My legs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Go take a nice bath, Tom. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. Well, okay. So also, there's like this is like kind of older news, but it kind of came up today. 
on Sports Talk Radio. Ooh. Um, so sports betting is going to be allowed at Chicago stadiums, um, according to the new laws. So what do you What do you think about? Do you think that matters? First of all, because I think you had a different take than I did. My th- big thing is, okay. So the only time that I sports bet is on apps, obviously, right? So I mostly use FanDuel or PointsBet, right? And I can pull it up on my phone, wherever I am in the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. and put in a sports bet as long as I got service. So I guess the it's not going to prevent – that is not going to all of a sudden make me switch from betting in person versus betting on my phone. Yeah. Now here is the kicker. Sometimes at – our lovely guaranteed rate yeah, fields. I knew where you were going with it. The internet connection so bad. can be absolute hog water. So who the fuck says hog water? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> like an eighty-seven-year-old man? Yes. The Wi-Fi is hog water. You heard it here first. Wow. <laughs> Dog shit. Is that better, Tom? <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit more honest, I think, than hog water. Hog water. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, yes, it is hog water. That that Wi-Fi is total hog water every once um, in a while. Wi-Fi as well as LTE. Like the yep, the yep. You can't if you bop off of their Wi-Fi to get like regular signal. It's yeah, fucking. Never you know, I, I have an iPhone, so oftentimes you know when I'm at the game, I you know I scroll up and I go to the the I don't know what you would call this the main menu screen or whatever but i would i would flip the the wi-fi button on and off you just like trying to see if something would magically happen (laughs) (laughs) well i just realized the wi-fi is off of my phone which is unfortunate because i'm at home and you're paying for data for no reason yep exactly sad big sad um (laughs) taking l's here folks but i guess that is the one thing if my service is down in the ballpark and if you know i walk by and i have you know, my card on handy or cash on handy. Right. I might go throw 10 bucks on something, you know? Yeah. So I, it makes it, that makes it a little bit more convenient. Absolutely. And I think, like, that's it for me. Like, you know, okay, I, I should say it this way is you're a sports better. I, I think we could say, like, you bet on sports. <laughs> I'm a little better guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, however, am not. Like, I've, I mean, I think I placed, like, you know, between people wagers like but i've never done a wager like with a sports book right however if this was introduced in the stadium i i might throw down five bucks on the socks just every time i walk in the gates there you go just because like fuck it man it's kind of fun and what am i gonna get like six dollars when i leave or whatever like maybe like but i think that's kind of fun so i i wouldn't be opposed to i and i think that from the casual, you know, betting observer, mm-hmm. like I understand what sports betting is. I usually understand what people are talking about when they talk about like lines and stuff. But I would be, it piques my interest, is what I would say. Yeah. There you go. So, All right. So we're going to turn Tommy into a big degenerate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what Lori Lightfoot was aiming for in this. <laughs> she was like, you know what? How do we fuck up Tommy's life and his finances? Let's get that sports book in the actual stadium. Right. Let him know. So m- my <laughs> goal is by the time my bachelor party hits, hmm. we're going to make you a 
true degenerate. <laughs> I'll have. I don't know if your wife would approve. I'll be. I'll be using units and shit. And like yes, exactly. <laughs> You're gonna be like, yeah, you know, this is definitely a good play. Three unit bet right here. <laughs> so yeah, I've been. I've been a little cold on the sports betting thing, but then again, too, I've. Uh, I haven't been betting a ton recently, so got to save up that money for. Uh, House payment and a oh, wedding, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, speaking of which, we found a condo, oh. and we're gonna put an offer in. On hey, it. so is it in Chicago? It is in Oak Park. Ah, uh, it's a little bit closer to me. It is. Like, it's uh, it's gonna be right about like what ten blocks, like five blocks closer to me. <laughs> it's basically on the corner of uh, on of Harlem Madison. So, okay, so I'll go. get off the highway one exit earlier that's right so that's pretty good <laughs> um yeah so we're excited about it and we'll see what happens hey um prayers up for that yeah seriously i'm done with the house searching stuff it's already been like it's exhausting. three months <laughs> it's exhausting it's it's so much anyway i love it i love it i love it so back to baseball right so yes absolutely <laughs> i think that there was something that i want to say they're called baseball writers of america oh, something yes, happened absolutely. if i'm not if I'm for did i forget it, anything no yeah um hold on i think there's like it has something to do with new like this place in new york too yeah um, um cooperstown um, yes cooperstown right? right oh yeah right, right the hall of fame yeah it's uh completely irrelevant now um that's yes. why we're having a hard time remembering it uh, okay, he was Barry Bonds was the greatest hitter. Full stop. Yes, absolutely. Like, like we don't have to say anything more than that. Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer. Full stop. And this is where I'm going to lead into my bone to pick for today. I got a bone to pick. All right. So, as we baseball fans noticed, David Ortiz will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, received enough votes. He will now be enshrined in Cooperstown. Listen, I've heard a lot of great things about David Ortiz, like, for the most part, as, as like, a person. He, like, he's really, like, into the Red Sox community. And yeah. Nice guy. I actually know someone who babysat his kids. Oh, cute. Fun fact. What the heck? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, now... Here's my problem. If we are going to bar, hold out, A-Rod, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens from the Hall of Fame, you've got to keep the same standard across the board yeah. for all PED users, performance-enhancing drugs, steroids. Yeah. Right? Anybody who came out in the Mitchell Report, anybody who's come out and said, yes, I used substances to up my game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is my problem right is we don't have a true standard and if you're going to bring up character like say okay ortiz was a better guy than clemens or bonds or a rod let me run through the list of guys who are already in the hall of fame that their character, a little shady. There's a lot of bunch okay. of bitches in here, yeah. We start with Mickey Mantle, who was a complete womanizer, mm -hmm. known for it, right? Ty Cobb, known racist, who also cleated players. Yeah. And, according to reports, was a complete asshole. Omar Vizquel isn't in the Hall of Fame, 
but he's getting enough votes to continuously stay on the ballot right now mm-hmm. after these reports, these accounts of multiple accounts of domestic violence and abuse yep. toward women. I don't know what the solution is to making sure that, you know, we, you know, actually have a gold standard for the Hall of Fame because it's up for interpretation. Right. But I know that we've got to maintain consistency across the board. And if you're going to let in Ortiz, you need to let in A-Rob. You need to let in Barry Bonds. You need to let in Roger Clemens. Full stop. And and I think that's that's part of the thing that's frustrating is that it's supposed to be a museum of baseball, mm-hmm. right? Like it it's I I actually I'm okay with the character clause that people put on it because it's like you don't want to you know memorialize people who are dicks, yep. but you're so like don't forget your job. Like your job mm-hmm. is to enshrine people who were the best in the game the best in the game like full stop and and if you went back to the steroid era these guys almost were all the, best the guys the who game. were the best in the game were taking it yeah right and so you can't like what are you like putting an asterisk on that entire era of baseball mm-hmm. like basically that's right? absurd that is absurd and the fact that it was like our like what we watched when we were tots right like that was the baseball that we watched basically and that's just like not important like no that's what made me fall in love with the game yeah it's like fucking bonds and sosa hitting dingers for days i remember when i was like playing action figures on the ground in wrigley field because you know it's not a very good product that uh on the (laughs) north side but i was like watch like i was not watching the game then my dad would like shake me he's like hey sosa's up and then i stood up watched sosa and then he, like, I don't know what he would do. Probably hit a dinger. And then I would just, like, go yeah. back to, like, playing with my action figures. But, like, that's the kind of, like, that feeling right. was around baseball because of these guys who were just hitting dongs. Yeah. And it brought baseball back. And everybody knows it. Bud fucking Selig is in the hall when he blatantly, purposefully ignored people using steroids. And Absolutely. so you're going to put him in the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds is not, Roger Clemens is not, Kurt Schilling can go die. But like <laughs> <laughs> like but like it doesn't ah like I again, I get it with the character clause cuz you don't want to enshrine people who are dicks, but look, you you ha, you can't be two-faced about it cuz yep. who who's who's the ultimate authority on on you know, moral compass here? The baseball writers of America? That's absurd. The guys who are keeping Omar Omar Vizquel on the ballot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, he's a good guy. It's like, no, no, he's not. He's not, and he's also not good enough. Like outside, like he's not good enough to be on the ballot. Plus, he has those like problems. I don't know, man. He probably. I mean, shouldn't. he's he's arguably the one of the greatest defensive shortstops to ever play the game. But don't get me wrong. I, but, I, like he couldn't but, swing the bat. And and here's the thing, like, he was a great defensive shortstop. However, he's got this absurdly poor character, and this is where I think like character clause should be allowed in the conversation. Fair. But it's like you're talking about fucking Barry Bonds. This is like if 
in my opinion, in my opinion, this is like if down the road in the NBA Hall of Fame, people are like, well, we didn't really like LeBron that much. So let's not put him in the Hall of Fame. It's like, I mean, Barry didn't have as many rings, but zero rings. He was actually. (laughs) okay. well, if you're going to make it that clear, Steve, yikes, if he listens to this, he'll be real embarrassed. No, I but he was undisputedly the best player in the league year after year after year. Statistically, he's undisputably the greatest hitter. Period. Of all time. Just just stop right there. And he was an amazing fielder when he was with the Pirates. Yep. So that, like, what, uh, maybe he was a dick to, like, one too many media members. And that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, he built up a reputation for being an asshole. So be it. Mm-hmm. What, you, just because Jordan was a fucking dickwad. Exactly. Like, still is. So, <laughs> so, so many professional athletes have given off that aura or right. have that reputation. Doesn't mean that they weren't great at what they did. Exactly. Exactly. How, ma- how many, like, CEOs do you know that are just sparkling personalities? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're still, you know, allowed to be top of their field and whatever and no, no problem. Like, I, I get that athletes have a higher standard but at what point is it unfair the standard that we hold them to and you gotta you gotta ask yourself like okay if this guy was you know playing for different organizations or just like was a little kinder to media members would he be in the hall of fame i i think a hundred percent like david ortiz is you mentioned him at the outset and that is the perfect example of like you know what? If you suck up to the baseball writers of America, come on in. You can be in the in Cooperstown. That that's where it's fucked up. Is like I, I I really think that Barry Bonds is gonna get in eventually, with the Hall of Fame committee, or whatever. Like I mean, fucking Harold Baines got in, right? So like, I Barry, really hope Barry's so. gonna get in. I hope they do him justice. It's stupid. I think Barry Bonds should go like pay for a museum that's just for him. Like put it right next to Cooperstown. Just be like, also by the way, like <laughs> the Barry Bonds Hall of Fame. <laughs> like throw Jose Canseco in there too. Or whatever. That's right, like, baby. Like just, it's so dumb. It is so so asinine to think that he's not in the Hall of Fame. And and it really like and Roger Clemens too. One of the greats. Yeah. Like super super good. I I I and I just don't care because look like we've we've talked about it before. Just because there's, you know, banned substances doesn't mean that the substances that aren't banned aren't doing very similar things to the human body. So, I mean, and then sticky stuff, too, right? Like, how much of that is going to influence how we see, you know, Garrett Cole's career and how dominant he was? And mind you, he did bounce back after, like, having the crackdown and stuff. But how dominant he was... Uh, in his time with the Astros and then in his first year with the Yanks, like that was namely sticky stuff. So Absolutely. how do we then characterize his career? Oh, is that under a shroud? Are we going to Clemens him when he, when the time comes? Oh, but he's a Yank. So he's actually, you know, first ballot. So Roger Clemens was a Yankee too. Yeah. Fuck the Yankees. Um, kind of a Yankee. He was a Yankee and he's, a Red Sox yeah, he's more and an Sox. Astro. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he was with the Blue Jays at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but Roger Clemens himself, this is a great tweet from him. Uh, but he went out and said, hey, y'all, 
uh, I figured I'd give y'all a statement since it's that time of the year again. Hall Jesus, you from the South or something? Eh, <laughs> might be. Um, my family and I put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror 10 years ago. I didn't play baseball to get into the Hall of Fame. I played to make a generational difference in the lives of my family, which, yes, he did. The guy's a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. Um, now, he did go on to say I gave I gave it all I had the right way uh, for my family and for the fans who supported me. Now, if you want to argue if he did it the right way or not, I, I mean, we're not here to say, hey, like steroids, rampant steroid use should be done in baseball constantly i mean um, i i kind of am but we controlled <laughs> substances yeah um however um i think he's got a great perspective on it put it in the rearview mirror still had a great career hall cooperstown and, and the hall of fame uh and the baseball writers of america i mean they have really screwed the pooch on this one yeah and it, it's it's mostly sad because it's like how much <laughs> the media is already getting shafted left and right just with public opinion of the media in general. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just a bad look, you know, and, and there's no I, I was hearing something the other day about how, like, most of the OK, it was something like 52 of the 59 um baseball writers who have joined the hall of fame voting committee in the last five years. So the youngest of the crop of baseball voters. So 52 of the 59 of them ish somewhere in that range voted for Barry Bonds for the hall of fame. Yep. So it's like very clearly the younger generation doesn't give a shit that these guys took steroids. They don't care. It was literally the only thing that mattered was that, they changed the game. And that should technically be the only thing that matters. Right. It's so like the fucking, like I was saying, like uh, with Mark Burley, right? Like he was an anomaly. He changed the way he, well, he didn't change the way, but he went against the grain and that's worth enshrining, in my opinion. The guy who invented the curveball, he's in, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, okay. Like these things matter. And yeah, they changed the game big time. Yeah. So, all that being said, I bet, you know, time heals all, right? And I think 20, 25 years down the road, Barry Bonds is going to get in. Hall of Fame committee. Yeah. Um, just because the steroid era will be so far. In yeah, the past. it'll be in the past. Yeah. You know, it'll be something that happened. It'll just be something that happened, not something that tarnished the yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful nature of the classic game of baseball. Yeah, that's you know? the other thing is like, what are the what the hell do they think the baseball writers of America are like, in like defending here? It's like it's not like this this game was some kind of like perfect thing, and then steroids tarnished the reputation. Like you said, it's it's not like fucking sports is sports, fam. Like there's always been dirty shit going on behind the scenes. Like hey, if you go back twenty years before the steroid era. People yep. like Jackie Robinson weren't allowed to play in exactly. the MLB. So, uh, really, this is like it's just a natural evolution. The sport really mirrors society in a lot of ways, and 
damn, there was a war on drugs and shit. So yeah, I don't like. Hey, <laughs> steroids save baseball. T- steroids saves baseball, and you know what? If marijuana is legal, so should PEDs. So <laughs> that's uh, that's my last take on it. I I I really don't I don't give a shit about this this whole like um, baseball writers thinking that they're holier than thou. Um, and I know that we're not saying we're not treading any new ground here, but. I think it is worth just blowing fire for the amount of time we just blew fire at him because it's like we're, we're we're of the younger crop here of baseball fans. And it's just important to say I don't give a fuck that <laughs> that he took steroids. I really don't. And I like I it does. It does not matter to me. It's just the only thing that matters is that he was the greatest hitter of all time. And he should be in the hall, in the hall of fame as, as a result. Like, Enough oh, said. Get your Ted Williams and Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle shit out of here. I don't give a fuck about those guys. They ain't no Barry Bonds. They were great in their own right. Don't get me wrong. But they yes. were fine. Barry. They, they were fine. Barry Bonds, greatest hitter of all time. Full stop. And we are back. Love it. All right. So, Tom, I wanted to play a little game with you this week. Usually these don't go so well for you, but I think this is going to be fun. (laughs) Are you ready for it? So it's rapid fire, and what are we going through? Okay, so rapid fire segment this week, and we're going to be talking about – I have 12 players. So since 2010, um, I have 12 position players and 12 pitchers listed. you are going to say yes or no quickly um, whether you think these players fall in the top 25 in war since 2010. Okay, so some of these players are still in the league. Some of them are not. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to see how well you do on this. And it's not like I'm not going to have to, like, name the top 25 in war. It's no, you, absolutely. These are your, this is your list, and so I'm saying whether they're on the list of 25. I have 12 players listed. So, for example, if I say Tommy Bakken, top 25 in war since 2010. Yes, I was. There we go. You I would say yes or no. Definitely top 25 in war since 2010. Absolutely. There we go. Sorry, no no, no government names, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't know if that was me or so, somebody else. Yep. I'm keeping <laughs> obvious names off of this list, such as Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw. Because obviously, for example, that's creme de la creme at the top right and i'm also going to keep players like i don't know jake burker off of the list because they <laughs> haven't been in the league long enough you know so but he will be but he will be in that in it that will be range. top 25 in war yes or no since 2010 okay all right you ready i i just like this list is actually pretty good okay right i'm ready okay joey Votto. I'm going to go with yes, I think he is. Okay. Evan Longoria. Mm, that one's hard. Um, I mean, he was even in on that. Rapid fire, 08. Tom. I know. Okay. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes, he was. Yes. Really struggling here. All right. Yeah. Brett Gardner. No, no fucking way. <laughs> ben Zobrist. Oh, I don't think so okay. I, I don't think so joey bats jo- jose bautista <laughs> uh as legendary as he is i do not think he's in the top 25 okay war. jose ramirez that's a yes anthony rendon that is also a yes i believe jonathan lucroy 
No. Okay. What? No. Nelson Cruz. Yes, must be. Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, with his years. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Christian Yelich. So, okay, and it's through till... Since 2010. And it's through till today. So not today. Not like 2020. It's nope. like through... Okay. Through 2021. Um, I mean... I, has he been like negative war the last two years? Yes or no? Uh, yes, he is in there. Kay. I'll say. And Jason Hayward. Oh, okay. Well, since 2010, though, I'm gonna go with yes on him as well. How many yeses? Do I? I only had like two or three no's in there. Okay. Do you want to hear the results now, or should we do pitchers? Results now, baby. Results this is now. a results-based society. All right. So I've got to pull up my additional note here to make sure that I've oh, got Oh, you it. had the hidden note. I see you. Yes, indeed. Jagoff. Jagoff. All right. <laughs> so give me the list again. Uh, Joey Votto. I yes. said yes. You said yes. It was yes. Next one. I had Evan Longoria, and I hesitated but did say yes. It, he is a yes. Ooh. Next one after that. Brett Gardner, and I said hell no. No, but he's close. He's top 30. <laughs> um, right. Go ahead. In what world? Um, ben Zobrist, uh, and I said no. Yeah, Ben Zobrist is a yes. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, I mm, fuck. His Next one, MVP or whatever. Yeah, World Series MVP. Joey Bats, and I said no on him, even though he's legendary. He is a no as well, and he's fucking legendary still. Uh, Jose Ramirez, and I said yes on him. He is a no. What? Something to think about with Jose Ramirez is I think his rookie season was like 2013 or 14, um, so he hasn't been in the league super long. I guess that's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony. Rendon. Anthony Rendon and I is said a yes. Yes. Yeah, because he's goaded. Um, <laughs> not that great though, since his injury. Hard, hard to be great when you're not on the field. Anyway, uh, exactly. Jonathan Lucroy. I said no. You why said is no he to Jonathan Lucroy? He is why? a yes. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? What? Jonathan Lucroy's had some incredible seasons uh, at the plate, as well as his. He's always been a solid yeah. defender. That is so funny. Uh, and he was cut from the sock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Nelson Cruz. I said yes on him. Nelson Cruz is a yes. You bet your bottom dollar. Um, Giancarlo Stanton. I said yes. He is a yes. Okay, I thought so. I mean, five hundred foot bombs. Mm-hmm. That's that's worth like one war every time, right? There you go. Um, Christian Yelich. I said yes. Christian Yelich is listed as the twenty fifth player. And this is Fangraphs war. I guess I should have specified, but that really doesn't matter, right? B ref. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? Uh, and then Jason Hayward. I w- this one I said yes on, and I think it's more likely because he was playing like in 2011, 2012, and was really good back then. Right. He is a no. Really. He's like 30th or something like that. 31st or something in war. Okay. He's he is, he has just had some absolutely atrocious offensive years. He has. Yeah. 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 Like 2017, 2018 were, were yep. terrible. All right, are we ready for the pitchers, Tom? I this pitcher list is fun. I think it's all over the fucking place. Um, yes, I'm ready. All right, first one, John Lester. Yes, definitely. Jose Quintana. Jose, our boy Q. I I can't I can't say yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, Quintana. Anibal Sanchez. <laughs> yes, I fucking love Anibal Sanchez. Fuck, I mean, fuck him when he was in Detroit. But yeah, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto with the shimmy, he got to be top. All right. I mean, he probably isn't, but he's got to be. <laughs> so you're going with yes? Yes. All right, Cliff Lee. Cliff, Cliff Lee. Um, n- no, may- maybe. <laughs> Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton has looked like he's 40 years old since he came to the league. Um, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Jake Arrieta. Oh, no way. I mean, he was – no way. Okay. No way. Gio Gonzalez. 
I would be astonished. I mean, he had okay. Uh, I mean, okay. I feel like okay. The he's the antithesis of Jake Arietta on this list because Jake Arietta was a flash in the pan, but incredible. Well, not flash in the pan. A couple of years of really dominant stuff, and then Gio Gonzalez was like pretty good for a long time and had a couple great years in there. So I'm gonna go with yes on him just because of like racking up the numbers. Okay. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is a hell yes. Okay. A hell yes. Dallas Keuchel. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yes, and he's going to bounce back this year too, so just be just be ready for that. Okay. Aroldis Chapman. Fuck him, but yeah. Okay. And Carlos Carrasco. Cookie. Um, didn't like him when he was on the uh, – Cleveland Baseball Club. But I will say yes to him. Are they officially the Guardians yet? I, yes, they are. But I did can't they get their stop. logo? Did they get their <laughs> logo sorted out? <laughs> it fell on the ground and they had to put it back up on the. <laughs> oh wait, but you're talking With the about the rollerblading team. Yeah, I think that wasn't that just like yeah. They had I, to put like their their merch on hold or something so, because so depressing. Well, did you hear what they tried to do? They tried they copy. Out. Yeah, they copyrighted the name. They copyrighted the, the name, right? And mm-hmm. then they went and they tried to pay off the rollerblading team. Mm-hmm. They did it with like less than a thousand dollars. Or they tried. They tried to do it with less than a thousand dollars, and the roller the rollerblading team was like, "Uh, yeah, no, nice try. Not gonna happen. try again." Yeah, let's let's revisit. Absolutely that. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Because here's the thing: if we think Jerry Reinsdorf is cheap, thank God we are not owned by the Dolans. Yes, praise <laughs> praise the Lord. All right, are you ready to hear your results on this? I pitcher am. War? Let's see this right, picture. Keep reading off the list to me, and I'll tell you yes or no. So we had John Lester to start it off, and I said yes. Of that course. is correct. Uh, Q. Is a yes. Really? Yes, Q is a yes. I mean, I knew he was good with us, he but... He was very good with us. So weird. Okay, Anibal Sanchez. Anibal I said Sanchez yes. Anibal Sanchez is a yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto is a yes. Hey! Greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> Cliff Lee? Cliff Lee. I said no. He is also a yes. Cliff Lee was just dominant in the first half of uh, the, the decade. Yeah. Motherfuck. Okay. Uh, old man Charlie Morton. Old I man said, Charlie Morton is a. I said yes. No. Oh, give him two more years. Give him two more years. Honestly, anyway. he could, he could climb up for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jake Arietta. Jake Arietta. I said no because of you these. are correct. Okay. Yeah. He just like correct. dropped off too hard too fast. Absolutely. He had he had his couple years where he was really good and and that's it. It's the Tim Lincecum effect basically. Anyway, Gio, well, <laughs> I mean, he was, he, he's not that level, but <laughs> right. still. Um, Gio Gonzalez. Gio I Gonzalez. said yes, because rack him up, baby. Yes, he is a yes. Gio Gonzalez. Just consistently. Surprisingly, I think he was like 15th or 16th, too. When I saw crazy. him in that list, I'm like, wow. I mean, he was on the Nats for a long time, doing good stuff for a long time. So it kind of makes sense. Yep. Not, but s- not like, super dominant, not top of the league stuff. Right, but right. Just Solid. putting in his work. Yeah. Okay. So I said, and Lance Lynn is next on the list, and I said yes. Yes. Hey, you got That's me. Correct. You, I mean, you kidding me with that? There you go. He's a big bastard. Now, um, Dallas Keuchel, I said yes. He is a no. Oh, fuck. He had the one Cy Young year. <laughs> Outside of that, he was a dick ball and lefty. Hey, but... 2020, he had that 1.7 ERA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go, baby. <laughs> He'll he'll bounce back, guys. Don't worry, we're fine. He's Oof. gonna be our number two starter. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't take myself seriously. Exactly. I'm sorry. Okay, Araldus exactly. Chapman, fuck him. But I said yes. He's a no. And ah, this is and I'm gonna talk sucker. about that one at the end. 
Okay, and then Cookie Carrasco, I said, uh, I think I said yes on him. Yeah, and he's he, had, he is number twenty-five. Yeah, he had a lot of good years over there at uh, the old uh, Guardians Club. And there you go. Um, the roller derby team. He played for them actually. Yeah. Yep. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> now you a you have Chapman. Yes, I gotta talk about thoughts. this. You have thoughts. And I know here's here's gonna be my problem too. With I know we were talking last week about arbitration being based on war, right? right. Right. Now, what about dominant relief pitchers? Because the problem with dominant relief pitchers is they'll never be on the top of a war list. Yeah. Because they're not worth as much, quote unquote, and they don't play as much. Right. So how do you factor them in? Uh, I mean, that's that's the tough part about it is like these guys deserve their payday, too, even though they're it's like relief pitching is so volatile yeah but it's so valuable at the same time i guess you got to base it off position then right yeah so i think like and then it's it's almost impossible to calculate like the the worth of a long man right Mm -hmm. and like their war is never going to be good like generally speaking but if you're a rubber arm that you can go day after day for two three innings it's like you're going to need somebody who can do that, and yet they're not going to be making tons of money on that arb list. Mm-hmm. So, what? I, like, we're just going to forget about them? That ain't right. No, for sure. So I guess it's got to be, like I said, based on position. Yes, that's how they're going to have to settle it in arbitration if they're going to base yes. it on war. You put it up against the other people who play there. It's not going to be like a you're top of war. Although that I think that argument will be made for some position plays, players. Is like, look, not only am I the best at my position, I'm the best on the field, according to the statistic. So that can play into the players' hands. But I I I think that there's just no way that a relief pitcher should be pitted up against like well you know lance lynn's over here too <laughs> yep. and he wanted to throw 250 <laughs> innings a year yeah exactly so it's like it's just not fair yeah um i mean hey jimmy guns would give him a run for his number no money with the uh, 250 innings yeah no, no no um never gonna happen but what happened to jimmy cordero he got unceremoniously released from the team man yeah uh that's fucked up he came <laughs> back from tommy john and then they're just like i right, have a good life that sinker when it was on, man. Nasty. Dude, I'm telling Nasty. you. Nasty. I don't know why they don't just well, I mean, hey, maybe they'll sign him as soon as uh as soon as this whole bullshit is over. But um I don't know, man. I think we're good on the relief front. I nope, think what they nope. need we need more <laughs> <laughs> unless you're looking to fill in the roster spot for when they finally trade Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jimmy Guns is greater than Craig Kimbrell. Let's talk check, about check the overall war on that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest relievers of all time, Jimmy Guns. Yeah, we we agree. Jimmy Cordero, exactly. greatest of all time. <laughs> Let me talk about Kimbrough real quick before we wrap this thing up, Tom. What do you think the Sox could keep Kimbrough? I mean, they, can they? Are they allowed to? Yes. Um, should they? That's another question. I. Um, Why do I feel like they're going to? Because, well, it's been so long since the conversation started, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the the whole, like, just the actual time span. Where, whereas, if you think about it, it's really only been, like, a month since the, se- the offseason uh, started because there hasn't been allowed to be any transactions since then. Right. So, it, it just feels like they're going to keep them because there's nothing going on. But all the talk before the, before the end of the CBA was, this guy's gone. 
So I I would be astounded if he's still there come – well, okay, maybe they keep him through the first half of the season. I'll put it there. I'll put you on that and say, like, you know, hey, opening day, maybe they have him. But come midseason, he's a piece that you can flip. June, Absolutely. you know, people need relief pitching at that time specifically and will pay an arm and leg, an arm and a leg for it at that time specifically. Now, we'll need him to play well for the first half of the season – yeah, and then at that point it's like if he's playing well, at that point why would you why get would rid you of him, right? trade him then? Because so why would you get rid of the most dominant bullpen in the game? Then, you know? Yeah, so it's it's kind of um, in that way. I I hope they they move him before the start of the season because then it doesn't you don't have that question mark mm-hmm. or that that like you know thing to manage at the back end of the bullpen. Right. Whereas like most of the time my my like prevailing logic is get the best guys doesn't mm-hmm. matter make it work make it happen you know if you can hit you'll find a place in the lineup if you can pitch you'll find a place out there on the mound at some point and you know doesn't necessarily have to be the last inning for lamb um but i, I love every time you say liam because it sounds like you're saying lamb like jake <laughs> lamb <laughs> yeah so like exactly though like you you'd you'd think that the prevailing logic is Get them both, get them good, use them both. But I don't know. It sometimes is a little harder than that. So I would want him moved. I hope he's moved, and I think he will be. That's um, yeah. I guess I keep I keep forgetting. But that the scared. off season has been so yeah it's, delayed. It's literally not happening. It's on everything's on pause. Yeah. Um. So we'll once uh, the season starts in June. We'll touch base and we'll see if he's been moved by then, because um, it'll be the start of the season and midseason at the same time, which is great. Aren't you excited for that? A little oh, delayed yeah. baseball action. Absolutely. Oh God. Fuck. <laughs> really need baseball in March, please. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. But uh, hey, speaking of uh, baseball being delayed, did you see the Dexter Fowler tweet? No. Oh my gosh. So Fox Sports or Fox MLB. Um, came out with a tweet the other day saying, you know, MLB The Show has been put on delay um, because, obviously, baseball is locked out, and that affects, you know, when the video game comes out, too. Lame. Uh, Which sucks because I was actually thinking about buying it. (laughs) Um, However, Dexter Fowler, or pardon me, the tweet from Fox Sports MLB was, who should be on the cover of MLB The Show 22? And Dexter Fowler says, what, Tom? Put the owners on there. Laugh my ass. <laughs> Isn't that classic? That's very funny. Yes. And, and I mean, that's – would the owners like that? Probably. Just like a, a group photo of all of them together. It'd just be holding hands, so funny. Singing Kumbaya it's, with all their money. It would be fitting for the time, right? I, I w- it would be hilarious. It's going to be Tatis, though. Wait, no, he was on 21, though. He was on, yes, he was on the most recent version. Put him on there twice. No. <laughs> there we go. Juan Soto. Come on, Juan Soto's got to Just come out with the same game That's back-to-back so. years. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what sports games are already? Basically, hey. right? <laughs> Just updated rosters. So funny. All right. Well, as we wrap this thing up, um, I have a little, um, what, what's, uh, what would you call that? Insider information. Some, a, a scoop. Scoop. Tom. There it is. Scoop, there it is. <laughs> Scoop, there it is. All right, so a little birdie 
is giving me some information that more, I might have a, about a uh, bigger birdie about the 108 tourney this year. A couple tidbits of information. First off, I'm learning that my chances of getting bounced this year by Shy Sox fan Mike <laughs> are highly <laughs> unlikely, which hey. is good. Because uh, getting bounced in the tourney back-to-back years by him was tough, especially when I was coming out with grade A content. It was you were putting your heart and soul into it, and Shy Sacks fan Mike is just like, "Hey man, go White Sox," and then like, <laughs> and then just gets the dub, fifty thousand so votes. <laughs> I love that I called my stuff grade A content. You were just like, "Yeah, you were really pouring your heart out into it, Steve." <laughs> well, um, hey, I didn't want to like I could burst your bubble or I could inflate your head, and I decided to go the middle path. It's like yes. when, you, when you get to a fork in the road, take it. That's what I. That's what my choice was there, and I hope you liked it. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, my other piece of insider information is that um, the region names will not be named after specific people except for one. There will be a apparently a White Sox Dave region because he is the retired three-time back-to-back-to-back champ. champ, just like Michael Jordan. <laughs> so he's going to come back not this year but next year or whatever? Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. No, that's really funny. Um I we yeah. all know how you feel about that. Yeah, White Sox, White Sox. <laughs> Dave. He was so nice to you when you guys interacted with each other a couple um, years ago. I think there's a difference between being kind to somebody and being a good person, though, because you That's can be fair. kind to somebody and still not be um, a good person overall. Uh, that's really harsh uh, critique I, yeah. I'm putting out there. I was gonna say um, you were really blessed in his character. Well, right I, now. I, it's, I, I guess it's not necessarily his character. It's more of like the content that he comes out with, and I think the content that you come out with is a reflection of you in a lot of ways. Um, I don't appreciate the content that he comes out mm-hmm. with. I think it's toxic, uh, and I think he knows that it's toxic, and he's okay with it. Can't separate the two, right? Yeah, you really can't. And, like it's, it's. There are times that I say things that I I wish I could take back, but I think that he does things and then doesn't wish he could take. No, absolutely. So I, absolutely. And, and he and that's something he's admitted to me. He's like, it's it's about eyes, and I know how to get eyes on the product. And I say inflammatory things intentionally sometimes, and it's like, cool, have fun, enjoy that. So sell your soul on the altar of success, baby. Yep. Um. And hey, I mean. It works. So. It does. And then you also build up, you know, a, a group as well, too, that doesn't like you. And at mm. 108 Day, it was very clear that there were a lot of people in the building, too, that were just like, really? He's on the panel. So sad. Um, but it's eyes. It's yeah, eyes, exactly. Right? It's it's eyes on the product. And you like you cannot deny that there are tons of people that partake in Barstool Sports and love it. Um, I'm just not one of them. That's okay. Um, I, <laughs> man, I, I really shouldn't be outing myself on this. What are the stoolies? They'll be after me. No, <laughs> they, uh, they probably no, who, are listening to Red Dawn Radio but right you, now. Exactly. So. <laughs> who, no, number one, they're probably not listening. And number two, who gives a shit? Because we've been clear on this podcast and saying that we're not for the toxic sports culture. Yeah. We are against that. Exactly. And he partakes in it and he told me as much and again kind kind individual um when i spoke with him however comma doesn't mean that i have to like him so (laughs) (laughs) 
Exactly. All right, Tom, we are almost at an hour. So you want to wrap this thing up? Final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Barry Bonds should be in the hall. Shoeless Joe Jackson should be in the hall. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I'm sick of the I'm sick of people. I'm sick of the media putting itself in a bad light because it's not like it needs any favors in that category. So tough, tough L out there for the for the baseball writers. Don't know why they couldn't, you know, hang up their old ways and just suck it up and put the guy in the hall where he belongs. But do you, sir, have any final thoughts? All I got to say is, please, for the love of God, Major League Baseball Players Union, Mm. Major League Baseball owners, I need baseball badly on March 31st. I want to be at Guaranteed Rate Field celebrating the start of the season, the start of the reign of the 2022 Chicago White Sox being World Series champions yeah, and being the best team in the league. So I'm ready for it. And if it starts late, I'm going to be a very, very sad boy. It's going to be sad boy hours on the podcast oh, and everywhere. Big I am. time. It, it will be big time sad boy hour. But until that time, we're going to hold out hope. And in Han, we trust. Baseball Hall of Fame owners can go get fucked. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks for tuning into the episode. I just want to take a moment and give a quick post-production note. A quick Minoso minute this week. For those of you that don't know what a Minoso minute is, uh, we usually take a minute or two, uh, either one of us individually or both of us, talk about something that is outside the lines of baseball. Um, This one is kind of baseball related, um, but somebody near and dear to the heart uh, passed away this past week uh, unexpectedly. Uh, Rick Wessendorf, um, who, whose son, Adam, has been on this podcast and given us his uh, Yankees insights before. Um, but Rick passed away um, unexpectedly. Um, just really, really just sad, like unexpected death. Um, my heart goes out to the entire family. Um, his he has two sons, Adam, who's been on the podcast, and Jacob. Um, Jake calls him uh, Superman, um, and it, it, you know it's you never think Superman's gonna die. Um, so this one's definitely hitting the family hard. I know, um, especially since Rick was only fifty four years old. Um, so fifty four or fifty five. But there's a great. So Jake's a writer. He writes for uh, Game On Wisconsin. Um, he's a big Packers fan. Does Packers blogging. We are not Packers fans here, but I do support Jake and uh, every all the hard work he puts in. Um, he wrote a blog post about his dad. Um, his dad was a baseball coach uh, at Ro- in the Roy Gale baseball system in Rockford. Um, it's basically the Park District version of uh, of baseball um, in Rockford and. Um, Invested a lot of time and energy into baseball there. Um, he was a fan not only of the game, but of coaching kids and of player development. Um, but Rick was also a guy who never took anything seriously and was just a funny dude. Um, and Jacob, in one in this blog post, really captured that saying, quote, he wasn't 
the conventional coach. Ask any of my friends that played with me. Most kids get a calm down type of speech on the mound. My speech is more, more like, get your ass out of this inning. I'm fucking hungry. That was my dad. Funny all the time. No moment ever too serious for him. Um, which does sum up Rick really well. Um, I got a chance to hang out with Rick and Adam and Jake um, at the Sunday Sox-Yankees game this year at Guaranteed Rate Field, and I'm glad that I have fond memories of uh, with Rick, um, even though you know he, he's no longer with us. Um, to Adam and Jake, Jennifer, whose mom, um, I, I, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, especially Adam. He's the one I'm closest to. Adam's never been uh, a man to say a lot, um, but I know how much he loved his dad and appreciated all he did. So cheers to you, Rick. You know, we're proud of you, and thank you for everything that you did.